Right, welcome to this week's Progress with Unity podcast. We're stuck in the middle of a international break, so there's no game to look forward to, but we've got something to look back on. Uh, we played Wolves at the weekend, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, just quickly around the table, Rob's not here this evening, his missus is uh, late arriving home, and he's had nobody to make his tea, so he's got he's going to wait till she comes in and put his beans on for him. But he's not gone to the chippy? Not chippy tea on a, on a Wednesday. No, it's sacrilege, that was sacrilege. Wednesday. Where, where do you come from? So, um, we've got Greg's here tonight from the, uh, from the Obby. And we've got uh, Gareth, we've got Paul, Mick and Dan and we've got myself. Right, straight into it, no further ado. And uh, Gareth, give us some stats from Saturday's game, please. Yes, the stats from the game, Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Wigan Athletic on Saturday. Possession, 66% to Wolves, 34 to Wigan. Attempts, 18 to Wolves, 10 to Wigan. On target, Wolves managed 7, Wigan only 3. Fouls committed, 17 by Wolves, 11 by Latics. 2 yellow cards to Wolves, 4 to Wigan, no reds, and the score, 2 apiece. 2 apiece. Right, before I go around the table, Rob sent me in, um, he's, he's texted me a little report of the game, I think he was quite angry. Uh, he said... I'll just read what he puts in there. You went Greg, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah Do so it in his voice as well. I can't. can't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I went. It was terrible. So poor with the ball. Didn't keep a great shape either. Looked pretty solid at the back. Don't blame them for first goal. Man ran 30 yards completely unchallenged and was allowed to pick his spot. It's spelt that wrong as well. Allowed. It's not spelt like you're making a, a big noise. Like girls allowed. Yeah. Uh, Fortune was awful can't believe some thought he played well he couldn't hold it at all uh, did well on three maybe four occasions I honestly reckon I could have done as well <laughs> so so that that is Rob's <coughs> uh, assessment of the game Greg would you go along with that or do you think it's certain points certainly would go along with the, um, what he said about the first goal but Wolves' goal the first one it was shocking absolutely I mean Wigan had defended quite well up to that point to sustained a bit of pressure and out of nowhere, Wolves put an half decent ball into the box, and there's just a man there with no one on him. There's about three defenders picking no one up. So it was unforgivable defending. Um, they come down our left hand there. Uh, yeah, our left hand side. Um, a Dutch fella, Van Lepara, I think his name yeah. is, um, crossed it in. Great cross in. The fella just stuck his head on it, and he won't have an easier goal his whole career. Um, it was it was very very poor. No chance for Carson with it. No, no. no. Uh, but you know, credit to the lads. He came, pushed himself back up, and you know, this is where I disagree with him slightly. He, from what he had, and he didn't have a lot of fortune. Eh? I thought he did okay. I mean, he did brilliant for our first goal, and obviously scored the second. The first goal, he twisted his man inside out, drew in the foul, which Mourney whipped in a great free kick, and Perchy just nodded at him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought for the whole game, Wolves were the better side. They had miles more of the ball than us. Um, they passed it around a lot better than us. Um, when we, when we were on the ball, I thought they were okay at times. They got it when they got it forward for, for the first time this season, actually, from what I've seen them. They look, apart from Birmingham, sorry, they looked really threatening. They looked really like they, you know they could score. And me and McLean had two really good chances, but he's just you know. He's missed them, but he, it wasn't a half chance. It was a good chance on his head, and then there's another one where he's curling it into the corner. Um, Maloney came in, added a bit of experience, playing in his perfect position just behind Fortuna, and he caused you know he caused all problems when he had the ball. But it was just off the ball. They lost the shape a little bit too much, and Wolves just completely dominated, particularly in the second half. You know, um, I, if they'd have got anything less than a point, it would have been very very harsh. But I thought Wigan. To the credit, defended quite well. Ramis and Barnett were batting away cross after cross, um, and then you know James McLean was was testing them a little bit going forward, using his, spe- uh, his speed. He wasn't quite as good as he was against Forest. The Manaman didn't do a great deal, but um, no, they didn't. They didn't enough to get the draw. Um, if, it, if it was the other way around, we'd certainly feel aggrieved that we wouldn't have won it. But you know, how many times have we come away from games dominating them and we've not got what we deserve? So mm. you know, we'll take, certainly take the point from that one, kick on, and I'd call it a step in the right direction. Okay, no matter how small, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, <laughs> that was longer than the actual match report as well. Yeah. <laughs> well I was thinking that. Um, so the, 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 I'll throw this off as a tail, or Paul's coming to make, or, or Dan, or even Gareth. But um, the, the, again, there was changes to the starting eleven and. I read with interest about uh, what Rosler said. 
that he set his team up to nullify um, Wolves' threat. So he seemed to be um, emphasising their strengths rather than focusing on our own. To me, that's so how I like to say it. I'd like it to seem to be a little bit more positive. I don't know what you thought of that. Is that not a piece of psychology, though? Getting in the heads, saying that, oh, we're going to try and block you out. Said this after the game. Oh, OK. Do we know what our strengths are at this point in the season? Well, I, the Birmingham game, I think, illustrated to me what we should be uh, aiming to play like. That high-tempo pressing football, which is what the Championship is, is about, really. The successful sides in the Championship seem to play that way. Sadly, we don't play Birmingham every week, though. That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we, we play against other teams who offer a little bit more. And sadly, um, we've failed to get four shots on target every time, but twice this season. Only twice have we managed to get four shots on target. So that, I think that goes back to something we were talking about the other week, though. These efforts that we're counting, are they, are they real efforts, or are they just... Like shot in the dark type of effort. Yeah, there's, there's shots on target that go to nothing, and then there's a shot off target that was missing a sitter, isn't there? So it's it does vary. It is a question of taking what you what you perceive to be, you know, really what should be in that column is genuine chances, but then that becomes so subjective that you just can't do it. So yeah, it's, it's a question of making of that stat what you will week in week out. What do we make of Fortuna coming back in the team then? The last two away games, he's played, he's played them both, and he's started them both. Well, I've been championing his cause all, all season, haven't I? Predicted a 7-0 win, predicted a 4-0 win. We didn't get them. As soon as Fortuna's back in the side, banging goals in. Bring Grant Holt back. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah, you apparently watch. he had a good game, didn't he, last week, for his new club, Huddersfield? Yeah, so. give a penalty away at Blackburn. Oh. And ball. Mm. But go on, mate. Go about Fortuny. So, what 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 did Fortuny bring to the team? Experience. Okay. I think it was experience he's brought to the back back to the side. Um, and what I would like personally is to see him sharing that role with one of these new lads, helping them bed him in up, fr up front, because he's got a wealth of. It. Remember when we had Emil Esky? Emil Esky wasn't a great goal scorer as such for Wigan Athletic, was he? He was a fantastic player, though. But he was. He was. And I think what we've got to do is we've got to play to our strengths, and our strengths is at the moment, we've got a bloke up there, Fortune, you can hold the ball up, why don't we have one of these young lads, Delore or whoever, running off him? I think even at the nail on the head saying he brings experience, I, I, I think it's very unlikely we're ever going to see two strikers uh, for Wigan, you know, unless it's a substitute towards the end of the game, but what he's doing, and Ross has said this as well, is he's taking the pressure off these new lads. You've got to remember, these two have never played in England before, let alone the Championship, and it's a very, very physical division. Uh, and Fortuna knows that so like you say he has that experience I don't think Wigan would have drawn that game with one of the two other strikers up front we won't, yeah. won't, you know, look at the, where the two goals come from they come from his movement they come from his knowledge they come from his strength you know and I'm not convinced he would have won it with the other two now that's not saying that the other two aren't good players they're probably better than Fortuna but they just need time to adjust to this division you can't expect strikers to come into this division from nowhere or, or sometimes you can and just click like that so it's just up to him now to take the pressure off a little bit like these two find the feet, and then I'm sure when they do, unfortunately for Fortuna, once he's got Elba Fort, he'll probably slip back a little bit and we'll see a little bit more of Delort and a little bit more Riera. It was quite interesting to see how he celebrated his goal as well. Yeah, he was um, He was asked about that after the game as well. Um, a little bit he seemed to say was he didn't want to celebrate in front of the Wolves fans because he's played for West Brom, which I didn't you know, understand. Did he say it in French? Has this something got lost in translation? Well, no, he said it's perfect in English. He's quite, a, quite a good at English, and I don't agree with don't, not celebrating in front of you know, your old team, but let alone your old team's rivals. Yeah. But anyway, he also said it because he's had a tough time this season and he wanted to keep the joy for himself. It shows that he's been frustrated, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I'd rather him be frustrated about not playing and want to play football. <laughs> Can you say that again? Because that's quite, quite, quite a good little phrase, that. What? About him keeping the joy for himself. What did he say? That's what he said. This is, this is, I'm a quiet person, I kept the joy for myself. Alright. The direct quote. I'm going to use that on my missus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's good. He's been frustrated this season. Of course, he has. He's not been playing as much as he wanted to. He's come in and Ross has told him on uncertain terms that oh, these two lads are going to be ahead of you. But credit to him, he's got his head down. He's got back in the side. And if, if I, unless something happens in training, which you know Ross this season we don't see, I'd start Fortuny again against Brentford. Yeah, I think he definitely will. You say he changed the setup this time, but I think he's going to keep it the same. 
how we started the last game for the next one against right. Brentford. Can I just talking about changes again? Because uh, I'll, I'll be quite interested to know this. Mm-hmm. Is Rob Keenan injured? As, as you know, being he's been off sorts and his press conference last week. Uh, Rob Keenan was injured, and um, well, Rob Keenan was on the bench on Saturday. He was. He, he he's got, not that injured. He got he's back just sat on the bench, isn't he? He must have been. Whether he's not all right to play or whether Ross was more confident with Barnett, I don't know. But for last Tuesday's game, Ross said that Rob Keenan was injured. I, 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 is, yeah. it, is it not a case of if a player gets injured, whoever gets that shirt, that or should I say, gets that position, unless they cause a major cock up, why why demote them again? Because you've elevated somebody to the side, you've given them a right, and let's be honest with you, last week the back the back lads played pretty decent, didn't they? Is why drop anybody out of that back four? So Bernie, right. so boy, I mean, it's an interesting point because with certain players you think, yeah, no problem. But then when you've got a player like Boyce, on the it, side, you're captain, so you, you're know, not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying would you say don't let him get back into the side? It's a fair yes. point. It's a fair yes. point. It depends how you evaluate the players. If you, if you evaluate if you, the players you, you as much Bernard, of a muchness, yeah. I think Bernard's off the which, which for me, he did, well, look, against, against Wolves. Look what happened near enough all last season with, this, with the club skipper, Caldwell. You know, um, at any level, at any level, at any club, you've got to pick your best performers based on the performance in the last game. Another interesting thing that Rosler said um, last weekend was, um, and I didn't know what, who we were talking about, whether we were talking about the lads that he's left out or the lads he, that he's brought in. He said, we've got a quality squad, we've played for every position, but you can't afford to take 10 games to find your form. You've got to take your chance. So was he talking about the likes of Barnett who's coming in and Fortuna or was he talking about uh, some of the lads who's dropped, dropped down and dropped out I just talk about everyone all of them I just yeah. talk about all of them but the thing is though it's, I mean I, I don't know how you judge it I'm not a football manager it's do you stick with a side if they're losing hoping they'll click and hoping they'll come good they'll, they'll battle through the bad form yeah, or do you risk shuffling it about and playing players who've not played with each other I mean one of the things he did on Saturday Going back to, I can't forget, he made the point about you know stifling Wolves a little bit and going a bit more defensive. Is he put Don Cowie out um, on the right, um, and it kind of worked for me. He, going forward, he was all right, but Manaman came on for him and didn't offer. A, um, he came, sorry, he came off McLean didn't he? Sorry, he didn't offer um, a great deal. But so um, did he have a big threat on the left hand side? Oh, Sacco, Sacco yeah. was unreal. He's the best so. player I've seen in the championship. So, so that's why Kerry was, was was there, would you say, then, to, to provide yeah, that cover? Absolutely, and I thought he did an all right job, Kerry. He's one of his better games for us, um, you know. And that's a, he's a versatile player as well. He's I want to say he's coming for some sticks since he's coming here, but he's probably gone unnoticed, and you know people don't appreciate. No, he's had a better stick because you know Matic fans always look for a scapegoat. He's, he's not made many mistakes like some of them have, but. I mean, the argument is, I mean, the Ipswich game, I didn't know he was playing until the second half, and as, as, as a few of them. But against Wolves, I thought he really made his presence known, and he did the job that Ross asked him to, and he can play across that midfield. And he can graft as well. Yeah, and he can and graft, and he will get stuck in, and he'll keep mm. working. Which, I think we've got a team of that as well. Like, I touched on it with Fortuna before, the same goes for Burnett. Players are on the sidelines. Yeah, for me, if I was on the sidelines at a club like that and I was playing first team last year, I'd, my bottom lip would be up, I'd be sulking, why am I not playing? But they're not, they're actually working hard, Barnett, he wants his chance now, he, he wants that shirt. So Up until he got injured last last season, which was around January, was it Derby away where he did his hamstring? Or it was one of the Midlands, yeah. no, it was Ipswich away, yeah, wasn't it? It was most people's player of the yeah. season because everybody was saying what a, what a season he had. Under yeah. Coyle, he absolutely was. I, I yeah. mean, you, you look at the you look at the games he's played where he, he came on at half time he was absolute rock against Forest yeah and, and you know good against Wolves and you know like we've been saying he comes in he gets the shirt he's done nothing wrong why take the shirt off him because if you do you've got to justify that you think the bloke who's coming in can do a better job than he's done and how can you do a better job than doing nothing wrong I think Leon Burnett was born to be a centre back in the championship because he's a, he's, a, he's a beast, I was going to say an animal, but he's more than an animal, he's a beast. He devours centre-forwards, he doesn't care, he puts his body on the line. I mean, that goal he scored against Doncaster uh, epitomises him, doesn't it, when he ripped his shirt apart. Yeah. But he's just so much passion in his game. 
the, the thing is as well with the defence in this league not so much a striker midfield a little bit I think you need to keep a settled back four if you're playing a back four you need to keep it settled well, which that's... is dangerous because I think you've got Boyson you've got Boyson Keenan there who are fighting for a start and you know if they can't get back in the side and whatnot, you know you're going to be shuffling them about these partnerships are going to are going to struggle a little bit. I mean, I interviewed Andrew Taylor today, and he said something similar. He says it's great to have people pushing you, but he says I think you know to have a settled back four as a defender, it's, it's good. You know, it, it's good and it calms you down. You know what your partner's doing. If it's changing week to week, which it's not done so far in Furness defence, it's only changed mm. what it's had to do. He's you know it gets confusing, but then you've got these. Which is bit of a bit of a criticism at times, hasn't it? Because they've not played the best. No. This season, you know, no, you think some one or two could have been. Well, they, 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 all the players that you know, Burnett and Ramsey getting in now for their performance on Saturday. That first goal, I said, was you, you can't forgive that as a centre back. He's just in the middle. So you know, been tried back though by by one of the midfield men because he's, he's he's come through through the centre and set. He should Edwards. do, but I'm sorry, there's two of them there. Yeah, yeah, see coming. He was wide open. You can you can you can point your finger at a few people for that goal, but. As a defender, they must be so disappointed with that. Should Taylor not challenge the guy crossing it instead of backing yeah. off? Yeah, no, he should have. He should have done. Like I said, there's three or four. There's three or four hours there that culminate in that goal, which is, just makes it look so easy. It's in, interesting there the point that you're making about having a settled back four, and also the point where you would argue that freshening up players and, and trying to find an established partnerships and what have you. When you've got a team that's not getting good results. It takes a good manager to say, the reason I'm not getting good results is not because my back four is roping and stick with a settled back four, knowing that in time they'll gel and they'll come together and these partnerships will work. Now, you've got to obviously have a degree of faith that he's making the right decisions, but you know we've just criticised a goal that should never have been allowed. And yet, at the same time, we're saying that the back four looking fairly settled and, and looking fairly solid. I'm judging that on the rest of the game. Yeah. You, the, you, yeah. You, the, I, pressure, the pressure they had in the second half, Wigan could easily conceded four or five. Now, whether that was Wolves' fault uh, for not being creative enough, I don't know. But, and to be fair, this is true, they did reduce Wolves to only, apart from a goal, another two or three clear cut chances, mm. which, when you think how dominant they were, is quite good. The rest of them were half, you know, half chances, set pieces. So I thought they did a relatively good For, job. At, at the, in the Forest game, at the point where Don Carey left the field, Forest took over the midfield there and created forward momentum. But again, you're looking at a back four that was rock solid yeah. and, and, and dealt with pretty much everything that came in. You, you're right about midfield as well. I mean, against against Forest, I thought Chris and Carey were outstanding against. Yeah. Wolves, I don't think this was Alex standing. I thought it showed where his frailties lie and that he's not used to the physicality of the championship. And he was getting bullied off the ball and looking at the referee for a free kick. And he's, you know, well, that, that was was he's not getting a free kick for that in this division, mate, because yeah. it's not a free kick. That was the problem against Ipswich. Yeah, and, yes, yeah. Off the, and that's when the, the defence have to come to, yeah. you know, come to work. This is when they're keeping them out. But, you know, I, th- I think with it, players like this, for example, I think it'll probably depend who you play. Who we're playing against to see how he plays. If it's up against a team who's backing off and lets us attack, Gavis, when he's on the ball, he's so good, you know, he's got such a great eye for a pass. But what about, I mean, we're talking about our defence here, but what about Pitch's goal? If we, if that was the other way around and we were Wolves, mm. looking at that, we, we'd be pulling our ear right now. He was just like totally free still at the far post, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, but I thought it was a great ball as well. Fantastic, well, and, and they still have to be finished off, don't they? They do, and it he, he, he was. He, with a moan if he'd have missed that from there but like you say he got his head on it he was a powerful editor the keeper was getting nowhere near it but um, but yeah they, they, they shouldn't have gone to sleep like they did but yeah. 90 seconds one of the between yeah, the two it was really heartening how quick it came and it was even more heartening to see the defender absolutely destroying the post oh, yeah there's a good view yeah. of it on Steerman, YouTube Richard Steerman yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a good view of it on YouTube yeah. on the it's GoPro camera, camera. It's good, a good yeah. camera that they do now isn't it the GoPro mm. the owner the photographer puts it behind the net everyone we're watching it after the game it's it's really interesting. Um, and then for, you said Fortuny won the free kick, didn't you? Yeah, Fortuny. Yeah, he beat, he beat his man. He took it round Steam, and I think it was him and Steam around a battle all game. Steam, and I'm not sure if he did get booked actually. If he didn't, he should have done. I can't remember now. I think he did actually. You did, yeah. Um, he, he was constantly at Fortuna, kicking his ankles because Fortuna was just a handful for him. Um, anyway, he got round him, pl- played it brilliantly around him. 
and he was just going into the box. Now, I don't think there's anyone, I don't know if there's anyone supporting him, I can't recall there anyone rushing in to put that in, so he probably shouldn't have made the foul because I don't know where he'd have ended up this. But he made, he just drew in this foul right into the box and he did, he did superb for me. But and then he know. obviously scored the, uh, <coughs> the goal that puts 2 1 up right, right on the, just as the cup of teas were being poured, weren't it, that one? Well, I was, I was, I was writing my uh, half time tweet saying 1 1, and I don't know how it's 1 1, we should be losing, so <laughs> <laughs> to be winning. Yeah. Good balling from uh, Andrew Taylor, yeah. yeah. Andrew Taylor. Maloney had played him in, Maloney brought the ball forward. Taylor, another really good cross, but again for Fortuna as well, I'll praise him again. Is it wasn't simple as he was had loads of space, bring it down and shoot. He had a man next to him. He brought it down, looked up, saw where the goal was, kind of jinked it a little bit past the man, and then absolutely rocketed it into the net. Um, unstoppable and I thought it was a really really good strikers goal which we don't see too many yeah ironically people have, people have been giving Fortuna so much jip recently but he's the one who's brought the finish to the game I mean, oh. that was the best finish I've seen public and athletic in the last one month so it's the only finish yeah that's I why I I'm not saying it's that because it is from six yards but like you said because of the pressure he's under to get it out of his feet and shoot it was really good and before the game when Tweeting the team news and stuff like that. The main point of criticism was Fortuna, Fortuna, and was you know why is Fortuna playing? Where's my gone? But for me, I thought he was one of Wigan's better players. Rob's completely disagree with me, which is the beauty of football, <laughs> yeah. of course. But but Fortuna is a natural goal scorer. He's a natural <laughs> goal scorer. He's he's yeah. an unnatural goal scorer. <laughs> I, th- I think for the time being, he adds that experience. I'm not saying he's the striker who should play every single week start every week but for the time being I think he's the right person to start games for us adding that experience however long that lasts might be a few weeks might be a month or two until these new lads settle in because they're obviously the future of the season how long are we going to give them to settle in? how long are we going to give them to settle in? because for me now what 11 games into the season well no they should have settled I don't know if it's settling is the right word as such it's just getting was that the right same phrase? Adjusted, I think, just to knowing the physicality. I think Riera, has he played enough? He's not been playing, has he? If you think about it, he's not been brought on. Delors played more than Riera, uh, Riera recently, and De, for me, Delors, he did. He didn't have much to do at Ipswich because nothing came to him. But then against um, against Forest, from what I saw, he struggled, and against he came on against Bournemouth and didn't do much. I met Andy Delors on Saturday night. He was quite he was quite drunk, and uh, we ended up having a bit of a scuffle. And uh, yeah, I thought the law, the law won. Sorry, I just thought I'd bring that in because oh, I want us to move on a little bit. Um, I've been reading a lot about Sackle's goal and how it was a training ground uh, you know, beauty. It was a fluke. <laughs> no, the, it was an absolute fluke. That the, goal. First, the first dummy was a dummy. Yeah, it was a dummy. You could tell. The second one, <laughs> he went for that. He went put his foot through it, but. I don't get why. Why is he not just moving when he got to Sacco? He's the only player who could do anything for them. Dick all looked useless on Saturday. Did he? Didn't yeah. do anything. Athlete in boots. Athlete. Yeah. <laughs> Agent Orange. They yeah. love him though. They do love him though. It's the front, front page of the programme. They've got their own little song. You know like what City fans used to sing for Yaya, yeah, Turi and Colo. Sing it for Sacco and Dicko. Oh, right. Um, but no, Saturday was a good finish. Yeah, and, and then that were it. Uh, referee, what again did the ref have? I tell you why I'm asking this because, you know, they committed almost twice as many fouls as us. Yet we have twice as many bookings. He was quite happy in the first half. There was one or two that, but I mean, Kavis's booking was nailed on. They're basically broken. He just chopped them up yeah. there. It was cynical. Um, was it Kerry's and Ramis? Kerry uh, and Ramis. Was it Kerry got booked? I can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry, I should do. But um, they were just nothing bookings really. Um, and it left them on thin ice. I mean, there was one where, um, is it Kerry? Could, could have gone after it, because, but it was only his like, second or third foul. But it was a bookable offence, and he didn't book him because he'already booked him. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 there was a couple of fouls early doors. He seems to be setting his stall out. He set, put two bookings up and didn't book anyone for ages. He's not had much experience as a championship level, Davis. He was Andy Davis, the referees. No, he, he, you know what, in fairness... I don't think he did that bad a job. There was nothing. There was no decision that made me stop and think, "What on earth is he doing?" So right, okay, enough said. That. It wasn't. It wasn't that dirty again. Right, we'll take a take a look at the league table, Gareth. Um, right. Um, <laughs> 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 we're eleven games in now, so it was uh, just over twenty-five percent of the season gone. Hmm. 
Oh, just under. I've wrote something down here. I'm sorry. I've got to say this. My mate's a Blackpool fan at work. They had eight players at the start of the season. We keep talking about our players settling in. They're playing football, for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? The professional footballers playing football. They had eight players at the start of the season and were four points ahead of them. So, come on. Yep, you know. Good point. There's no one you're good enough yet, you're right. It's certainly when we started off as third, fourth or fifth favourites, depending on which bookies you looked at, we were certainly fancied to be up challenging at the top of the league. And three teams are on 21 points, which is 11 points ahead of us. It was the kiss of death, though, wasn't it? They never write about us, those bookies. They never said that we would win the FA Cup, did they? Look what happened. I think there is a, a point to be made. If you've only got eight players, you're establishing those relationships pretty quickly because you haven't got much of a squad. I, I, well, when the rest come in, though, do they feel like outsiders? No, I, I, th I think the thing looking at our squad now is you look at it and you... Th I, I mean, I've, I've looked at it and... Two players for every position. We can't decide who's the best player for most of those positions. They're all chopping and changing, all settling in. We've got too many. I, th I think if you had, if you took five or six players out of the squad and, and kept some of the more flexible ones, a lot of the decisions as, as to to play would be made for you. And, and therefore, the confidence of that man, that's my spot, I'm having it. And it might just work a bit better with a few less players. But the question is, who do you let go in the first place? That's as big a decision. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you've got to kind of it nobody stands out because nobody stood out as as being above the rest. There and nobody stood out as being poor. Well what about the, those who've not not featured? What about well, those who don't feature on a regular basis? There's not either that, on the bench or what? There's not that many that haven't featured, mate. Well, that, the, the somewhat sprints of our mind were, you think, hang on a minute, these guys were, you know, pushing for regular places last season, they're not doing it this season. Espinosa in particular. Right? These are lads who were on the, on the pitch, they were on the bench last season, they don't even seem to be within kind of uh, the gaffers. Um, Tavernia. He has had opportunities. When you say Tavernia's not featured, he has. Tavernia has been in every single match day squad this season. There's not a match day squad this season that Tavernia has not been in. Now, he might not have got much playing time. I think he's been on the pitch three times, hasn't he? Um, I, think he I think he's been on the pitch five times. Started one, come on, as a sub four times. The start in the, in the uh, League Cup, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Burton. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He, he played the full game in the League Cup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's not. He's not started a league game, but he's come on a few times. But it, I, I just, I, I mean, I, I did this. Um, basically, I've run through the, the squad as to who's played what, um, down to the accusation of he's got his favourites. He's playing his favourites. He's not giving everybody a fair shout. How many players do you think we have used in league games this season in squads? Well, I, I should imagine quite a few. You mean yeah. playing in the, in the first team? Play, playing in the first team. Yeah. Playing in the first team. Yeah, I, I, I've put down all the league games and the cup game, and then I, what I've done is <coughs> I've stripped out the guys that that featured in the cup game, but. I haven't done anything else at all in the league. So, so if guys have yeah. they started the league cup so game, but they've been on the bench as well. Seventeen, twenty-two. Right. So that's that's adding five. Eleven games. Yeah, well, twelve games because you count the cup game yeah. as well. Mm. But yeah, twenty-two players, yeah. and then there's another ten players that that featured. If you count on, you just look at the twelve games. We've used Jeez. thirty-two players. Grief. That's that's. Ridiculous. Yeah, uh, to say he's got his favourites and people just aren't getting a chance. Everybody's had a chance somewhere along the line. There's, there's only one player who. who we still got his favourites because there'll be well, some constants in there, won't there? Carson started every game, so obviously Carson's, Carson's not the started every game. <laughs> but the cup match, missed the cup game. Um, Tavernia been in every squad, including the cup game. Yeah. Um, alongside three other players who've been in every squad. Perch is he on? 
No, Perch is not. Perch got the cup game as a day off. Oh, you got, sorry, if you've got I'll the cup. I've actually right. started in the cup and he's been yeah. on the bench everywhere else. Yeah. But there's two other outfield players who, who've been in every squad. Yeah. They either played in the cup game or they've played league games or been on the bench. Yeah, you're right. But that's it, I know I'm right because yeah. I've worked it all out. Um, and yes, Barnett is one. Yeah. And Ivan Ramis is the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if you're looking at favourites, they've, they've played every game or mm-hmm. been involved in every game. He's making sure they get the bonuses, isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, it is they might have promised him something nice for Christmas. But there um, you go. yeah, looking at looking at people in the league games, um, Carson started eleven, um, Ramis has started ten, and and the cup game. Two other players have started eleven league games out of twelve. Uh, sorry, eleven league games out of eleven. Mm. Perch, Perch, and Kelly, and Kelly, put mm. um, you out. Mm. So you know they clear this on there. Who's the, who's the guy who started ten games and? Every game started is, is um, no sorry, hang on, that's the wrong one, that's Birch. Yeah. Finished every game as well as started every game. Yes, Birch. Um, yeah, I think um, Emir Hughes started 10. Um, He's only missed one because he was injured. Yeah. He missed the league games, he was injured, he got the cup off. Yeah. So well, you can sort of start to pick the other presents. Yeah, um, by Rosler's reckoning, it takes 10 games to find your form. These guys should just about be finding the no, farm while everybody else. It can't take ten games. It can't. It take can't. 10 games. So he's saying that these players coming in have not got ten games to find the farm. They've got to. They've got to hit the ground running. Right, I agree okay. with him though. Yeah. That that's what they should be doing, isn't it? But was you going to say something, mate? Was you? All I was going to say was I was going to point to uh, last season's um, league table as well. And um, what I did was I just I, I just had a look last, last September. Last, yeah, the end of September, October, and what I did was I've t- taken this weekend, uh, and it actually straddles. If you think about it, last season though we had European games, and so at this time last year we'd only played eight league matches. Right, we were seventeenth in the league, but we had eleven points. The thing about this time last year was the three teams who were at the top of the, uh, the championship at this time last year Blackpool. were in fact the three teams who got promoted. Were Blackpool not top? I thought Blackpool was top. Nope. They were in the top five, I think, top four or five. But it was Burnley, QPR and Leicester. Right? They were the top three sides at this like weekend of last year. Here we are, played 11 games, 10 points for 21st. Now, if you look at when we, we'd actually played 11 games... Um, last season we'd actually got 15 points by then and uh, but that was towards the end of October right. so there's a, lo- there's a lot of comparis- to, uh, comparisons to make and roughly like we've got roughly the same points as we did this time last year but we have played three more games than that um, I personally looking at it from the long term I'm not that worried because Bolton are still below us and that's all I'm bothered about <laughs> Do you know, mate, this, this, during this week, I tried doing some, you know, some genetic experimenting. I tried breeding a Bolton supporter with a monkey. Go on, and it failed, because you know what you get? Did the monkey reject it? No, you just get an idiot monkey. <laughs> <laughs> nice, right. I like it. Well, <laughs> look at the league table, uh, it doesn't look good. It looks better if you turn it upside down. I think at this point in the season, though, well, no, I think the gap between 21, <laughs> 21 and 6 and 7, you can make it up in about two weeks. In two weeks? You can't get to 6 and 7, but you can make the gap up. Of course you can. You can get three games, three wins. Hmm. You can't get... You There's a lot of scenes between us and them. That can, I'm saying you can make that gap up. Yeah. You can get that amount of points in three weeks. Oh, two, up to... What, what? I'm not saying you get to 6 or 7. You can I'm get up to 19 points. You can yeah. catch more, a lot of those teams up. Right. But, but you cannot let this go on for any longer. They need to, I think they need back-to-back wins in their own games when they come back. The, the bigger that gap gets, it cannot get any bigger or it needs to get smaller before December. If that gap is similar in December or even or bigger in December, that's when I think they're in trouble. Well, that was the same. When you said trouble, do you mean trouble of missing the targets? Missing or the targets. in trouble of you know what serious No, they're not. They're not going to be in serious trouble. They're not. They're just not. That's okay. I, just don't, I just don't think they are. I'd be yeah. very, very surprised. Go on, Gareth. I remember we were sat here a few weeks ago and following the defeats at Charlton and Cardiff we were all discussing the start to the season and what have you and Rob 
said, I remember Rob saying, because I was being a bit negative, and he said, no, I said, I don't think you're being fair. He said, let's see where we are after 10 or 11 games, and we'll take it from there. Well, it's That's why he's not here tonight. It's 11 games now, and we haven't won one of the last six. You can't, so you that can't, is you, pretty damn poor. Yeah. You can't rush under the carpet and say there's no problem. Of course there's problems. There are problems. That I think after three or four games there were no problems. Well, there were, you know, there weren't obvious problems. You just have to let it go and see how it goes. Now you get to 10-11 games, you think, something's wrong, it's got to be fixed. You're right, you're spot on, it's not good enough. You can tell now that something's wrong, but it's a long enough period of games. However, I just think... If they don't turn it, you know, if they don't turn it around in the next month or so, that's when they're in they're in big bother. I think if you, you've got to give them the next month, when they come back after this international break, if they're not hit the ground running, then that's when I think yeah. I think people have got finally got the right to really start panicking. Because I, just, I, I think when you say there's something wrong, you can't argue with the position. No, of course but you can't. It, you, you, it's clearly not spot on because of where they are, yeah. um, I, and. You can argue that you know a bit of a run, and suddenly it all starts to look rosy. Um, you know where I'll give you a lot of credit though. Coyle and Martinez, the number of times he, both of them, and Coyle was here a lot shorter than Martinez, would always come out and say we're in a false position. We should be a lot higher. Coyle said it towards the end. We should be higher. You know you can't judge the lead table. Ross has not said that once. He's held his hand up and admits he made these made mistakes. Admitted some of his players have made mistakes, and they deserve to be where they are. But I also agree with him when he says. Look, you can change this round in a matter of weeks. However, that's not going to be the case in a month or two. Yeah, they changed it. They changed it round within a matter of four days for me the other week when they played against Nottingham Forest, mm. and they put up for me what was a very, very spirited, well, determined yeah. effort. But your next so game, you're going to follow that up. I'm going to say, my, Sorry, I'm going to follow that on by turning and I said, "What's happened? Why? Why wasn't we? Why didn't we have a performance of the same calibre with the same effort and the same passion?" Why have we not seen it since? We played like, a forest, you want to bet at once. The forest game, for me, was a satisfactory draw. Yeah. Obviously, being a Latics fan, I wanted three points, I wanted to see scoring goals at all. However, I thought, after the game, it was a, it was a good game. My mate who came with me, who's a United fan, turned around and actually said, you know Mick, he says, for a nil-nil draw, that weren't a bad, bad game of football. Right, if you're looking at it rationally though, I think the Forest one's a bad result because I think the Forest one is the one they could have really won. Mm. And I think the Wolves one was a good point. I think the, if you're looking yeah. at those two games you're thinking we should have won one yeah. of them, it's the Forest one. Yeah. But you can't criticise because they played really well. What, like I said before, I don't think three, four points is enough, is what they're looking for in the next two games. Brentford and Millwall at home, with all due respect to both sides, they need to be getting six points. Six points. Six points. The predicament they're in, they need six points. You, see, you yeah. can kind of explain why we are where we are, but there comes a point when it doesn't matter how much you can explain it, it's irrelevant because you're not. You're, you because can, you are where you are. You are where you are. Yeah. Yeah. It starts to take off. They've, they've got to take in. What they needed against Forest and, and Wolves to an extent was performances to, to not just reassure the fans, but themselves, the players as well, that they're good enough and they can p- compete at that level. Now, they're the two of the better sides in this division for me. Wolves are playing at such a high tempo at the moment, and only dropped off a little bit. But we, 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 we matched we match Forest, certainly, and that takes some doing. So I think that's just settled the confidence, settled a few nerves. Now, that's it now. There's no, there's no room to say, oh, well, we're just looking for performances. I think they the, posi- the positive in that is, if we do start stringing something together, the fact that the squad is much of a muchness so far... The players that won't be in that team will be able to come into that team, and you know once the injuries and the suspensions start, you won't lose much. You know it's not as though you rely on three star players that if you lose one you're knackered. You've it's got like saying we can't get any worse. So I, I yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's right. No, no, I, it's right. It is. Yeah. It's right. And if it get if it gets worse, they're in serious trouble. Yeah, yeah. Right, we're going to move on now because we're getting bogged down. But before we do. Uh, there's a lot of people talk about stability at football clubs and it's, it's important that you know you give your managers like the time and make sure that they stay there I'd just like to draw your attention to the team that is actually in second place on this league table joint first shall we say on 21 points they are now looking for the fourth manager this season Watford Barney isn't it and, and Luke, Luke they, they have these sort of stats every year though I think they've done it for about five years yeah. so the Forest so the Forest Forest blazes well, a trail early I think, he's, I think Forest do look a bit different this year but Watford will drop off they'll not be there right uh, 
something that we put it oh no before we move on to that um Roger Espinosa's been in the news. We talked about him a little bit today, but there's strong rumours, especially emanating from both Honduras and the America, that he's on his way back to Kansas. Have we any news? Anybody heard anything? No, but it wouldn't be surprising, would it? No. I think it'd be a move that'd be good for him. I, I mean, I don't I, think I don't think he's going to be trouble in the first team anytime soon. Although you look at the last time he won, he was on the bench. That's the last time he featured in the squad. Look at Sharp. No, he didn't come on. He played the uh, the Carling Cup game and then he got 10 minutes at the end of, away against Charlton. There's, too, there's too many midfields in this squad as it yeah. is, and with, and with Watson and McCann to come back yeah, exactly. very, very yeah. soon as well, Matt. Yeah. Both of them are very training. So, oh, right. this matter, it's a matter of weeks, maybe a month or so, before we're starting to see at least one of them. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is he a relic of the Martinez era then? No, Espinosa. He was, like I said the other week, he was a stick to beat Coyle with last year and no one's mentioned him this year. <laughs> I feel sorry for that. <laughs> no, there's been a quite a bit of talk on the old forums about the fact that he's not playing. I'm not in anything. All not season. Playing. Right, okay. He's got um, a cup winner's medal in his back pocket, hasn't he? Yep, more than MacArthur has. Talking of the forums, there's been a question uh, posed on one of the. Uh, more popular website, shall we say. Was that the Snowden song? It was done. How did you know that? For for people to pose questions about um, what things for us to debate, and we've had quite a few. Uh, I picked three three of the uh, more popular people out here. I'll say that because uh, I know who they are. I am the waffle, mighty ticks, who actually sponsors the Wigan Athletic team sheets for our own games. His company. He's part of Pools Domestics and Spring in 1977. I don't, I don't know exactly who he is, but he lives around here somewhere. Anyway, I am the Waffle. Uh, Asses, do we think that we are possibly going to be doing a Bolton a year after them? No, because no. look at the league table, see where Bolton are. No, a year no. after. No. no. Next question. Go. On. No, because. They're drowning in debts. Well, they struggled last <coughs> season, didn't they? They had second season syndrome. Yeah, they had a crap manager. They've still got a crap manager. Yeah. Well, they have up until last Friday, anyway. I would be happy if we did, looking at where we are right now. Because it would mean we could only go up. Hmm. He also asks, this, apart from the 4-0 win against Birmingham, what has been the best game so far this season? Forest, by I like I yeah, like the Forest game. I like yeah. the passion and the commitment in that game. Not but been any of us. There's a contest, or our best game. That we've played. I just said Forest. Yeah. Forest. Forest. Yeah. It has to be. Do you mean Blackpool? Is he on a bit since or apart from? Apart from Birmingham. I mean, Black, Blackpool, Blackpool was alright, wasn't it? But I, yeah, I still yeah. thought there was a lot wrong with that. Yeah. Mm. People but, were, people disagreeing with But Forest seemed to pose more of a threat, didn't it? It was, it was like Dan says, it was a better contest. Yeah. Um, and a, a, good, a good question I finished with, which I think should WAFC do more to brand Latic Phi? The stadium for all matches like the Warriors do. Latic Fi? I, I did notice the pictures oh, right. that have gone up um, on the stairwells. They've got they've, they've, they've leveled that, right? There's Latics and Warriors yeah. in them. Does yeah. he mean like the, the yeah, flag? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know what they mean. I know what they mean. Yeah, they, they pictures on the stairwells yeah, they, are sort of like well, yeah. actually, actually they started leaving them up now for Latics games because if you look at the south stand right above under the, they've rolled them up but leave them there in place in situ. Yeah. And I don't see why Latics cannot. It's, it's, it's not. Said. It's not. It's the club who's done that. Barnsley spoke about this, didn't he? When he was here, a lot, of, a lot of the chunk, a lot of the chunk of the thing. Yeah, I know. It's, I know. I'll, I'll speak to Reddit a bit, but I know. <laughs> I know it's. It, it's it's wonderful, yeah, because they've got some great ones on there, and I'm sure that sure Latics could have some Latics legends put back up on there. Um, like how many, how many one club players have we had? Things like that. Let's let's yeah. get pictures of them put up and stuff like that. I would. Let's work on, in fact, why don't we have a competition? People sending in things, what the slogans and things like that. You can actually put on flags. Well, like Jesus is a Wiganer. Jesus is a Wiganer. If I'm honest, if I'm honest, I think there's more important things to address <laughs> off the pitch as well, <laughs> rather than putting a few flags up. Uh, <laughs> yes, there are, but wait, hang on, let's make the match day experience a little bit better because we're not bloody doing it on the pitch, are we? Right. Well, you next, question. Question. next question. Next question. Uh, Mighty well, Chicks. Favourite game Mate. of the season, Shh. apart from Birmingham. The old match day This is a quick fire round. Come on, come on, chaps. Right. Mighty Takes asks 
two questions that we've I think we've discussed uh, does Rosler really have his favourites we've been through that with Paul in some detail and why buy strikers but never play them together again I think we've dis- discussed around that haven't we yeah. uh, and he asks whatever happened to the high pressing fast counter attacking game we were promised under Rosler there's plenty of counter attacking on Saturday I'll be honest they look really dangerous on the counter but high pressing probably not so I thought we got that at Forest because they were pressing in packs against Forest. Yes. Um, but you, the problem, the problem with that game is everybody has to be doing it unanimously. As soon as one man stops, all the effort of the other guys falls apart because they manage to get the ball away to safety. The thing, the thing with that sort of play as well is it's not, a, it's not a tactic you can just go and do like that. You've got to have confidence in your, in your play. Yeah. You can't just attack because you're being told to. You've got to have confidence in your attack, and because they've been. You getting worse gradually. <laughs> they've not got the confidence. Yeah, absolutely. They've probably not shown it. Against Forest, they got something about them. The fans got going from the start and they grew with confidence and got better as the game went on. So they got more confidence to attack. So maybe now they've got a bit of confidence from the last two games. They're reassured that you know they, they're not a bad bunch of players. We might see that more against Brentford. And, well, and I think that, that very attitude is part of what makes people think that they could turn this around and still carry on and have an half decent season, i.e., Let's not be getting a bit hasty. There's a, there's a long way to go, but yeah. I think the next couple of months are crucial in having yeah. the season out for honest. Right. Can I, can I, sorry, can yeah. I just come in on that at the tail end of that? Okay. We actually have been doing a very fast counter-attacking game. It's just that it's all broken down as soon as we've got tried and attempted to get the ball in the box. You know what another thing is as well? Sorry to cut you off there, you're right. It's off, again, when they lose the ball going forward, off the ball they lose the shape. Yeah. Ross has said it himself, they're not... On the ball, they're not doing too bad a job at times. It's just off the ball, they're losing the shape, and they're being sucked into the you know the opponents are coming forward and catching us out because the players don't know where they are. They're not doing enough work in some respects. Um, so I think that wasn't, that's what needs to be improved on, which they probably are doing a lot of work on as we speak. This leads us nicely into the next question. But before we do, is that something what you're saying there that we're being set up to more? Concentrate on the opponents rather than on our own game and getting lost in a game plan out of counter them rather than focusing. I remember going back, uh, I can remember a long time back watching Atlantis and when John Dean was the manager, quite successful John Dean, he got us promoted as champions, but he used to receive a lot of criticism uh, about the fact that he used to concern himself very much with the opponents and set us up in that sort of not to get beaten mode and I'm just wondering whether Rosler's a similar type of manager as that a cautious one instead of letting the shackles off and saying let's get at them and, and I, get think, I, I can't say he is I think he's the opposite goals. I, th- I think he's the opposite I think he's very intent on individuals and just yeah, you can still lead goals even if you're a cautious manager can't you you can still lead goals I'm being polite by saying leaking goals no. alright we're still within a what minus two situation is it it's not bad after 11 games, is it? No, that's quite good. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Spring in 1977, asses. So this is where it leads in where we're talking about the, the players. Are the players individually and collectively doing Rosler, Rosler a disservice with our pool? Who will win goals, Charlie, so far? So is it down to the players rather than the boss? No. I think it's a mixture at this point of the season. Mm. And I think the manager would tell you the same. You can't start p- blaming the players already after 10 games. They've made mistakes, of course, they have. They've been very, very poor at times, but I'm sure Uwe will put his hands up and say he's got stuff wrong. He's even said this week, you know, you know the back page of the Wigan Observer exclusively reveals that he, um, <laughs> he was very disappointed. He, he thinks he, sorry, wrong phrase, he, he thinks he could have done things a lot differently in the last. Um, international break and that's what he's going to be working on now he's, the, the, the way they're training now is different to the way they were training in the last break that's, which is interesting for me that is an interesting point because there's a manager that's come up from division three, third tier sorry I, I, I'm getting things right third tier he won't have had much experience of an international break in the past will he it's exactly what he said the other day yeah. he says no and he, you know what he doesn't mind them for a lot of managers they hate him he doesn't mind them he thinks it's uh, I'm sure he'd think differently if he's winning five games in a row and then suddenly one appears but I think with this one for example I think it comes at the right time you can stop worrying about as you mentioned opposition teams <coughs> stop getting the tactics board out and discussing who's going to be playing where on Saturday and who you're going to be defending about and concentrate 100% on the players that he's got um, they've been doing a lot on fitness this week I believe 
and just making sure that everything's right within the squad before you start concentrating on the opposition. So I think this one's come at the right time. So we've been working on fitness this, this week. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Andrew Taylor led me to believe today. Yeah. He says yeah. he's been doing a lot of fitness work in the last couple of days. Yeah. I think they have. I think the players have been learning down. I think he's a mixture of the two. I've caught the cost. I think there's, as well, but there's, been, there's been individual, um, individuals who've scuffed chances in front of goal. There's been individuals who've been, um, you know, like the old rabbit in the headlights in the box when the ball's been coming in, they're looking at it. No, come on, you know what you have to do? You're a footballer for goodness like sake. The gaffer has put his trust in them by picking them and putting them in them key positions. It's up to them to deliver. He can't come on the pitch and do it for us. I thought they really let him down in the Ipswich game. I thought I'd, I'd, I thought the way he set it up, I don't I didn't think there was too much wrong with it. No. But I thought some of the players really let him down. But other than that, I think he's made mistakes as well. So I think it's a mixture of the two. It's big of him to say so, but he's not actually said what these mistakes are. No, he won't and I, no, and I think that's because he's actually covering for his players. Well, I think he's taking manager, the flack. On. Every manager will do that. Yeah. Well, some don't, some don't. But a good manager does to a certain extent. Yeah. But I hope. And I think this is why perhaps one or two players have been <clears throat> a little bit disgruntled in the last couple of weeks. Is he's actually let them know this now? He's actually sorted it out with them. I hope he bloody has. Well, do you know what he did the Monday after the uh, Bournemouth game? He spoke to pretty much every single player individually, not as a collective group. Sat them down individually. He picked the team for Tuesday night and Monday morning. He knew the team on Monday morning, and he told them he was playing. He didn't even see him in training after Bournemouth. He <coughs> knew what he was doing. It worked. There's a much better performance. But he individually sport with everyone. It gives him that reassurance. He's a man manager. He, he gets into players' heads. He, know, he wants to know each and every single one of his players what the strengths are, what the weaknesses are, and how they react to certain situations. And he got a response on that Tuesday night, didn't yeah. he? He got a positive response. Why can't we do that again? Why, why are the players. Why, they're the Lenin guys. There's no reason. They didn't do it on Saturday. The ball's they? in their court now. Gareth, mm. what did you want to come in with? Well, Six wins in 28 tells me the manager's doing something seriously wrong. That's 22 games we haven't managed to get a result in. Now, the end of last season, you know, with slightly different players, we tailed off bad performances. And this season, but for the one performance against Birmingham, sorry, and the other one we'd mentioned against Forest, we've been... Largely second best. second best. I think there were two very different halves to that run. In that, at the end of last season, I found it a lot more forgivable. I think they ran out of steam. There were certain aspects with the best player of the time as well, deciding to be a, a bit ridiculous in, in Nick Powell. And you know, it, I, I thought it wasn't. They were on a fantastic <laughs> run of form, and I always worried that they peaked too soon, which is what they did, and they ran out of steam towards the end. But this season, I completely agree with you. I well, think there's certain things that should. That should be working now, which aren't working. Another aspect towards the back end of last season is that they were they were comfortably in the playoffs with the number of games to spare, mm. and and the one performance that we got in the last few weeks of the season was the performance that sealed that. Well, and they, all they, against Reading, right? They fell into it a little bit. Chaps, we're yeah. really pressed for time here, so uh, Dan wants to <coughs> just come in with something. Yeah, we're just going to wrap up with a few bits of feedback from the old Twitter. At Loon Lassic, who we had on last week's show, he says, Cheers for the mention last week. And at number one fan, double underscore, says, Better late than never, but a good listen. Excellent. Yeah, and he was referring to the fact that he commented late, not the fact that the show was put out no, late, I believe. Yeah. And uh, before we finish this evening's episode, I'd just like to uh, put something out to the podcast listeners out there that next week we're going to attempt to do an open forum. Well, we're going to invite people along to the studios to ask questions and throw throw things at the panel. When I say throw things, I don't mean throw bananas and apples and rotten cabbages. I mean, I mean to throw pauses and questions and, and open the discussion and debate. Debate. It'd be great to see everybody. If you can come, please tweet us. Let us know you're coming, and we'll sort out some refreshments. There'll be uh, we'll we'll have a brew at least and a, a box of biscuits for everybody. Um, also before we finish tonight just to remind everybody that on Saturday it is the walk for Tilly where uh, members of the Wigan Athletic Fraternity are going to be walking from the DW Stadium to Hay Hall and we're raising funds for Holderay Hospital which provides a great service to not just the north west of England but the, the all of the United Kingdom with kids in there and they're building a new facility up there it's costing uh, 
a vast amount of money. They have to find thirty million pounds themselves to put with some other funding they've got. So, uh, but it's already taking place, and it's a great cause. So that'd be fantastic. And if you come along, there's free hot pot for you. And also, uh, before we finish, uh, it's a bit of bad news for Boise, I believe. Has he missed out on the internationals this week? Yeah, he's not going away with Barbados. So they're not being Barbados. Training ground. He was at training ground the other day. Don't know his update. He was he was walking around. Though. I didn't see a protected cast on him the other day, which is a no. good sign, obviously. But we're, we've not had the full extent of his injury revealed to us yet. So whether we get that this week or next week, who knows? Ross is very cagey with his team using it, so we don't. So know. he'll not be climbing up all Sunshine Airways. He'll not be going to the tropical islands. No, they've got two big games as well: Costa Rica yeah. and Uruguay. The informed side of the World Cup, well, the most insane side in Costa Rica, and then. One of a, you know really good signing you Uruguay. I'm sure he's looking forward to those again. Mm-hmm. So he must be, he must be quite good. Yeah. So unlucky, Boise. No Barbados for you, but I hope you like our signing off tune. One last thing in our new feature for this season. Happy birthday, Andy Delore. Thursday. Happy birthday, Andy Delore. Twenty-three on Thursday. <laughs> oh, and congratulations to James Perch. Apparently, he's Mrs. Kid birth this week. Oh, nice oh, one, Perch. Nice. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. And, and a happy birthday to Mick. It's his birthday on Friday. Happy birthday, oh, Mick. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 60th, Mick. 53. So, all those congratulations and best wishes, and uh, best wishes to Boyce Speedy Recovery. And we hope this tune uh, reminds you of where you're not going. Good night from me. And it's good, good night, night from him, Pop, because see you. Flight 3722 Bridgetown Barbados. We will be flying at an height of 32,000 feet and at an airspeed of approximately 600 miles per hour. Refreshment will be served after takeoff. Kindly fasten your safety belts and refrain from smoking until the aircraft is airborne. Whoa!